You're listening to The First 15 Minutes, a podcast where we watch the first 15 minutes of a movie we've never seen before and imagine what happens next. Hey everybody, it's ya boy, Nicky Spaghetti, aka Nick Morgulis, large and in charge, the man with the plan. My guest today, very cool creative artist named Daniel Congos. <laughs> Hi, Nick. How's hey. it going, man? Really good. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having so, me. I think it's a good idea. Oh, thanks. I mean, I think the, the, pod, the idea for the podcast is a good idea. Not the just pleasure's have, yeah, yeah. all mine. Um, the movie we will be watching, or I'm sorry, discussing, I'm sorry, guessing what happens in, right. is Spring Breakers by Harmony Corinne. Correct. So we've just watched the first 15 minutes, but before we get into it, let me just do a little introduction to my very special guest. <laughs> so Danny Congos, K-O-N-G-O-S, sometimes pronounced Congus. Yes, yeah. Um, well, we, we don't fight that battle anymore, but yeah, it's just oh, Congos. Oh, I'm sorry. It's no, just no, so it's, much easier. Okay. What's that, Congos? Congos. Congos, yeah, it's exactly. Easier. Yeah. You spell it, you say it like it looks. <laughs> Say it like it looks. Uh, so Danny <clears throat> is uh, one-fourths of a musical group of the rock persuasion, <laughs> also called Congos or Congus in the native pronunciation. Do you want to uh, tell me a little bit about yourself yeah, I mean About we're a band of band. we're a band of four brothers, a bit like Hanson, with an extra pair of testicles in the group. And uh, actually, I've got a you know what this reminded me of is how we met. Is we were playing Seth Meyers, and you came because we were looking for a videographer for a project that we ended up doing. And uh, you, I can't remember who it was through my brother's girlfriend or something. We got connected to you, and you came to the Seth Meyers show, and you had just been working like a twelve our day somewhere so you were really tired and you fell asleep in the green room <laughs> and that's how we met we met and we discussed all the shit we wanted to do for bus call which is the docuseries that we made that you obviously you shot uh part of and you spent what like how many months did you spend on the road with us uh, six months probably six months nine total? nine months yeah over the span of 18 months yeah i mean it's pretty intense uh period to be in the same place. I feel like you get you get to actually know people deeply in a quick way when you're stuck in a bus with them, you know? Oh, totally. It's almost like being a quarantined <laughs> yeah, exactly. during a global <laughs> pandemic. But yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much to... I was actually on your podcast, if anybody wants to listen to that, where we talked a lot about being on the road and et cetera, et cetera. You know, we did so much. We went to, you know, 40 states and 20 countries and uh, drank, I don't know, gallons of alcohol <laughs> over this that span of time. And, you know, I've probably filmed and photographed at least 100 shows. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just there's, you know, had so many cool experiences, had such a cool time. And, you know. Harvested the fruits of the world, as Taste Buds would say. Yes, harvest the fruits of the world, of the earth. Of the earth, sorry, yeah. And um, 
yeah, so you guys are, are, are were vegetarians and I would be like seeking out like bull testicles at every <laughs> roach uh, gas station, whatever. Um, but Off, um, Awful or whatever that stuff is you get in Germany. Awful, O-F-F-A-L, yeah. which if I, ever, if I ever become a restaurateur, my first restaurant will be called Awful, <laughs> O-F-F-A-L, and just kind of, um, I think it might be a fun Fun restaurant. Your next one should be called Blood Sausage. Blood Sausage? The yeah. next restaurant? Yeah. Mm. And all the drinks have a little bit of blood in them. Mm. Mm. Vampire food. Um, but yeah, we, I feel like maybe at some point we'll remember some funny things that happened on, on tour. But uh, yeah. Yeah, let's get, let's get into it. I mean, uh, this, the first opening shots, are they're in Florida, right? They're in Florida, yeah. And actually, this movie was filmed, partially filmed on the campus of my college, Ringling College of Art and Design. In Sarasota? And also at the neighboring campus of New College. Huh. So I'm recognizing a lot of these buildings and actually some of my classmates, not, not like close friends, but people that I definitely remember are extras and they're in some of these shots. Hmm. So it's kind of wild that I've never seen this movie. I'm actually a big fan of Harmony Corinne, just never saw this movie yeah i have a so, yeah. Part, i have a question to ask you because you have a very unique sense of humor and take on everything you know and it took me like honestly it took me weeks i think before even even with like daily interaction on the road but it took me weeks before i finally went oh, okay i'm getting this now i get i'm getting where he's coming from but then i watched interviews with harmony corinne on david letterman and i was like this guy has definitely watched these interviews and he's incorporated part of Harmony Corinne's persona into his into his daily life. Would you say wow. that's that's true? No, I've only seen one Harmony Corinne interview. It's either Letterman or Jay Leno. And uh he kinda seems like awkward in that interview. But I've listened to quite a few podcasts of his that he's on, and every time I'm like, that's that guy feels like me. Like that's yeah, dude. Would, there's you know. there's a lot of similarities. Like, and it's it's hard to do because in those Letterman interviews, he's really really funny because he he just doesn't ever go in the direction you think he's gonna go with his answers. You know, hmm. he doesn't. He's he's not just like playing a game. He literally he, he's almost he's misinterpreting whatever David Letterman's question is, but in a very kind of abstract way which you do a lot i've not you do this a lot like where we're talking about something and your take on how it would be funny is just not something i would have thought of at all you know it's just kind of left field so anyway well thank you i uh <laughs> have aspirations to be a funny <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, okay <laughs> why don't we do your why don't we do the actual <laughs> the actual podcast here before i derail it <laughs> yeah no derailing is fun i like that's the best part of this podcast is that it's only half about the actual the intentions yeah so yeah do you want to just describe what you saw in the first 15 minutes okay my first thought is that the opening soundtrack which is that dubstep stuff like perfectly dates when the movie's happening. Yeah. You know, you just know exactly what era this is taking place in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just the kind of look of it, you know, you can tell that. And then it's, it's, 
there's some pretty ominous undertones because nothing is, you know, nothing that starts off looking like that. And, you know, movies don't start off how they end. So, um, uh, the first, the first fucking scene that they do is when the two girls, I think the, one of them is named Rachel Corinne. Well, before describe the two minute booby sequence first. Oh, well, yeah. That, I mean, that was that was cool. They kept going back to the girl with the great tits. So like, so it's a bunch of kids on a beach in slow motion, pouring beer on each other's chests and right. dancing and twerking, and kind of emulating peeing out of beer bottles onto right. girls. Right, right, right. Chests. Yeah. A lot, a lot of. Like a lot of innuendo, a lot of stuff they probably learned only from porn, and a lot of stuff that you can't do now because of coronavirus. Um, I know. Yeah, it just makes makes you nostalgic. Um, yeah, the, and then they cut to the girls in class, and they're all looking at their pink computer screens, and they're they're sending notes back and forth um, about. Sorry, let me just take this off. Um, you know, wanting the one girl sends a note saying, "I want penis," and then the other one says, "Spring break, bitch." And so they're setting up that these girls are party girls, obviously. Oh, you can't hear me? Let me call you back here. You may have to chop it. Just keep recording on your phone. I'll just call you back on Facebook Messenger. If you can hear me, I can't hear you. Yo. Yo. So, okay. I lost okay, you. Yeah. You were talking about the computer screens. Do you want to just pick oh, it yeah. up right there? They're, uh, so then the girls start um, passing notes back and forth about, you know, one of them passes. I think the, it's Corinne. Rachel Corinne uh, is the actress. His she, wife. Harmony's okay, wife. Yeah. yeah. She passes a note saying, uh, I want penis. And the other one says, uh, spring break, break, bitch. So they're kind of setting up that these girls are party girls. Um and then what does it cut to next? I think it cuts to it cuts to the swagger youth pastor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's um what what's her name? What's the actor's name? Selena Gomez. She's a Selena Gomez in like a youth, youth in a youth pastor. Youth. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, one thought I had was that maybe these party girls will just end up joining the church. <laughs> that could be one. I hope so. Yeah, one way that the movie goes. But they're kind of hinting at not, especially with the girl putting the gun in her mouth all the time. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cool... They're all smoking weed. They're pouring liquor into a water pistol and then shooting it in their mouths. They're mm. hitting bongs. You know, there's kind of this plan... You know, there's beautiful cinematography. I think it's anamorphic lenses, I think. The bokeh looks wild. What's an anamorphic lens? An anamorphic lens, it's just another type of lens that's a little bit wider. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, and they're more expensive to rent. And I believe, you know, a lot of Westerns, I believe, are filmed on anamorphic lenses. And I don't have, like, the Wikipedia let's explanation look, for you. But let me look it up here. I want to see what this means. Anamorphic lenses. Ah. Do you mind just reading it? Let's see here. Oh, they changed the way the image gets projected onto a sensor. I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So they project a kind of spherical image, which I'm assuming they then stretch out. Okay. Weird. Interesting, yeah. But yeah, very cool. Yeah, so there's all these, some beautiful cinematography, really dramatic, saturated colors, light, very dramatic lighting. They're um, either all all red and black or all blue and black. And mm -hmm. uh, Selena Gomez, yeah, is at this like church, at this like uh, youth, uh, whatever you want, youth meeting. And yeah, I mean. Talking about not not uh f you know not sinning and then if you are in a position to to kind of sin jesus will always give you a way out so that mm -hmm. sets it up that she might be tempted to sin later and she tells these other ladies from the church that she's going on spring break with her friends and they're like be careful those girls have the devil in them they're they have they're cold-blooded and then the, yeah those girls go and wake up selena gomez and they're like we need your money. We need your money, bitch. We need your money. Give us the money, bitch. And like, mm -hmm. I guess she gives them whatever money she has. And then they decide that they're going to go on spring break, but they don't have enough money. But, and they also don't have a car. So they decide they're going to steal a teacher's El Camino. And that's basically where the 15 minutes Oh, I, I watched a little bit further. I watched probably two minutes further because they get oh. the car and they go... I, I discounted the credits, sorry. I, I, uh, oh, I'm s okay. So they get, they get the car, they go rob a, a convenience store, basically. Oh, they rob a convenience they store do, to get yeah. more and money. Then that's where I stopped. They drop. They, Did they, they take... meet James Franco's character? No, no, they haven't Okay, met. so he doesn't exist for us because right. we don't know that he's there. Correct. Okay, yeah. so they rob a store, and Selena Gomez, how is she acting throughout all of this? She's, not, she involved in, she's not involved in that. It's just the three of them. It's oh, just the three, so the she three, wasn't even in the car. Right, it's the three party girls. They go rob the convenience store, and then they drive off, and they're celebrating. And that that shot of them in the you know with the, all the red with the rain coming down is then post um, post uh, post robbing. So they're that's yeah. where I stopped. You know, so they they get away with the rob the initial robbery. They use the little water gun that they're putting alcohol. Oh, in, okay. And they keep repeating to each other, just pretend it's a video game. Just pretend it's a video game, um, and and it'll work. So they managed to get away. Cool. So they get the money they need, I'm assuming, to go pay for gas and to get the hotel and so on in wherever, wherever they're going to for spring break. So, I mean, they're setting up, like, it's pretty dark stuff. All, all you know, but you they're setting it up that they just want to go party and they feel left out and they're sick of being in class. Okay, so I think that might be sort of the inciting incident of Act 1 that mm -hmm. they've robbed this store and now they are probably going to go pick up selena gomez mm -hmm. they probably might stop at a walmart or a target get some snacks maybe some <laughs> Chex mix mm -hmm. if you ever maybe some wasabi peas do you think selena will bring her bible with her i think she does bring the bible i think that at some point she will get shot by a gun but then the bible will stop the bullet right or at least slow it down. Slow it down. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Bibles are actually built for that purpose. You're meant to carry them. They're bulletproof. and They go over your heart just in case anyone tries I to know. shoot you in the heart. Yeah. What, is it, was Selena Gomez addicted to heroin? Or was that Ariana Grande? Selena Gomez addicted to heroin? 
I didn't know either. I'm, I'm positive. I'm like almost positive that. I know she's Ariana got. Grande. I, she's got lupus, which is a thyroid disorder, mm. and I think she. Oh yeah, to I pay, probably she conf- to like confused it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, those, those things often get confused. Um, she had. I don't know. Maybe she had to take time off from. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of Demi Lovato. You're thinking of Demi. She. No, was, Ariana Grande definitely. Ariana Grande was was on on the horse. Yeah. Um, Man, celebrity life. Maybe I'm just... wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, yeah, this isn't like a celebrity gossip right, yeah. podcast. Well, they, but they, he did cast. I thought she was pretty good so far, actually, Selena Gomez. Yeah, I thought. I think she's the best so far. Ashley Benson is in it. She's more of like a model than mm-hmm. an actor. But oh, actually, also funny thing. Not even. It's not even funny. But it, I was editing in my editing suite at. Ringling College of Art and Design, mm-hmm. and I and I could feel some eyes on me, so I turn around, and it's uh, Vanessa Hudgens and um, sorry, who has lupus? What's her name? Selena. Gomez. Uh, Selena Gomez and Vanessa Hudgens and the president of my college, staring at me uh, through a window in in the editing suite, um, which is just like a small cubicle, like a right. eight by eight room, and I turn around and it's them. They wave at me. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that was weird. And then he was giving them a tour of the campus. Uh-huh. Um, so, so yeah, dude, in other words, you know it, I have met them and I'm friends with them. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, you, as they're good friends, they asked you to comment on their, on her acting. You know, that's, it, is, it takes you out of it, makes you feel like it's a simulation when you meet somebody you've only met on, or not only seen on TV, you know? Just like a, I was at... Uh, Sweet Green, which is like a salad takeout place. Yeah. With my girlfriend, and she took Fabio's salad by mistake. So Whoa. we were, yeah, we were in line, and you know, they, they make your salad up, they put it in the box, and the guy put our two salads in, the, in a bag, and Fabio shows up behind us. He orders his salad, and we're waiting to pay and stuff, and then he puts Fabio's salad on the counter, and she took it by mistake, just, you know, thinking that was, it was hers, and Fabio said, Hey, that's my salad. So that was my interaction with Fabio. And the whole time I'm just thinking, is this fucking simulation? Like, I'm looking at Fabio. We're the only two people, we're only three people in, in Sweet Green. And my girlfriend just nearly stole his salad. So that was uh, my interaction and did, with Fabio. And did he attack her? Or No, he seemed like he just didn't want to be there, you know, because he's even though he's a 90s kind of person, my girlfriend, she knows, she knows who no celebrities are. She majored in film. She doesn't know who, you know, any celebrity. She doesn't know anybody who's a celebrity. I have to tell her who's an actor, who directed this or whatever. But mm. even she goes, oh, that's Fabio. So he's he's one of those faces, you know, that is like fucking universal. Was there, yeah. Was there like a fan blowing his hair <laughs> Dude, as you were looking? Of, it kind of felt like that because he looks like Fabio. He looks older, obviously. He's, he's 50 yeah. or whatever. But, but he's Fabio. He's got, he, he doesn't look like a... He just looks like you would expect him to look based on all the, you know, all the pictures and everything like that. So it just kind of launches you. It's weird that we have such a huge element of our life, which is we have like relationships with people we've only ever seen in two dimensions. You know, we True. think we know them. We think we, we feel like we know them. And then it kind of shocks you out of your normal way of perceiving when you see one of those people in real life, you know? Of course, that's why people act so weird around celebrities. Right. 
and um, I, you know, I just worked on a movie with Justin Long uh, for like five weeks, you know, three weeks ago, and we'd, you know, go to lunch a few times, and people would just act so strange. Mm -hmm. They, they like are trying to make conversation, but they don't know what to make a converse. It's like society has led us to believe that like, you got to go for it. Like, don't miss your chance, (laughs) you know, seize the day, you know, carp, carp the diem and seize the day, like take advantage of this opportunity. But then when they do, it's like, but what's the point? Like what, what do you have there? This girl was like, Hey, you guys here for like a music festival? You're like, no. She's like, Oh, because I thought maybe you could like tell me, like a cool thing to do. We're like, what? Right. Yeah. They're going roundabout rather than just saying, Hey, you're Justin Long. Nice to meet you. I yeah. love doing this. Whereas if they just did that, you'd probably be like, okay, that's normal enough. They just wanted to say hi to the person that they, they liked from something or other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, I mean, the same goes with like, um, podcasts. Like I've listened to so many Mark Marin podcasts mm-hmm. that I feel like I know him a little bit, just right. like, you know, a little bit, but he doesn't know me. So, if we met, I'd be like, oh, hey, what's up, Mark? Right. But he wouldn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Long time, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Whew. But uh, yeah. that's cool. You've dabbled with fame here and there. Uh, yeah, on a very, on a micro uh, micro level, yeah. Um, it's still weird, but, though. People, it's all, in, it's all in people's heads. You know, if they attribute value to you based on whatever then they treat you differently and it's i think it's just it's it's a it's a form of temporary insanity you know and i i've seen it swell up in me um and it's never about like celebrities it's always about like the weirdest shit like oh i recognize some mixing engineer and i feel like oh whoa that's a mixing engineer that i like you know and it's you have to you have to catch yourself being like why why are you attributing you don't know these people you know you don't have any yeah. actual first-hand evidence as to why you should feel um or a place value on them you know like, yeah unless you re- like respect their craft but a lot of artists have been douchebags in real life yeah yeah of course you can respect somebody's craft i i, I feel like it's it's not that it's the emotional kind of need the emotional desperation that swells up that you that is every, nobody's really free from, you know. I, I think mm. when you're new, when you're in your own house watching a movie, you like. Oh, when every time I watch a Coen Brothers movie, I'm just like, man, these guys are fucking amazing. But I don't have like some emotional need to get something from them. But if you see people in real life, that that emotion can swell up, you know. Yeah, I feel like it needs to be resisted at all costs. <laughs> yeah. In case this conversation is getting a little too intellectual for you, I'm sorry. We're just like that. And uh, something to know about uh, the Congus brothers is they're all smart and, um, yeah, would have some cool philosophical conversations with them. At four in the morning. uh, What's that that book you recommend? I never read. It was like Zarawastra teaching the universe to his grandson. Oh, no, no. Zoroastrianism? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just know that from school. <laughs> it's like some old religion. Um, uh, okay, so back to Spring Breakers. So we know what's going to happen. They rob 
a liquor store, a gas station. They've got the money. Yeah. And what happens next? I think they they take that El Camino to, you know, to Miami. Oh, we I missed a, we missed a, the Rachel Corinne is at a party. Remember, and they're playing dice or something like that. Yes. Yep. And she wins the she wins a bit of money. And it looked like twenty dollars in oh, singles. Okay. okay. Yeah. They're they're playing uh, uh, what's the playing dice? What do you yeah. call it? Uh, L- LRC or something like that. Like, yeah. When you you each person puts on one dollar and then yeah. Oh, it's called craps. I'm sorry. Yeah, craps. Yeah. And uh, so, but then they're also watching. I noticed that they're watching at one point a video of Kimbo Slice fighting. On the internet, yes, did yep. you see that? There was also I. What? Why didn't I see that? I saw it was pretty brief. Weed. Like one of the girls is watching a video on YouTube, and it's a, it's a, it's. Remember the Kimbo Slice did those kind of street fights. Street fights, yeah. yeah. He made like street fights a like a thing on YouTube, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're they're obviously they're you know he's he's like setting up their the kind of violence that's that's coming down. Yeah, yeah. I I think Selena. I really think this is going in the direction of they all actually they realize what their mistakes were and they go join the church with the youth pastor with the affliction t-shirt. Yeah, so that happens later. Right. So let's just kind of go uh, act by act. Okay, okay. So, okay, so act one, the, the inciting incident, they've stolen, they've robbed this convenience store. They're traveling. They go pick up Selena Gomez. They're all traveling. They've stopped at Target to get snacks. They are going to Miami, which let's just say, and also, have you ever seen Gummo? No. Is that another, okay. that's another well, Harmony Well, let's just say that this movie is set in the Harmony Corinne universe where every other okay. character from his movies exists. So that skinny kid right. um, from Gummo is also in this movie, but now he's much older. Right. So they're, I think they get a flat tire. Okay. And then that uh, guy from Gummo pulls over and he's like, you guys need uh, you guys need a hand, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's got a bunch of dead cats because in that movie they hunt cats. Um, <clears throat> so he's there. I think one of the four kind of are attracted to him. Mm-hmm. You know his kind of yellow skin, his uh, weird greasy. They hair. think they think, I- they think he's like ironic, but he's just really ironically right. hot. Yeah. They're like, whoa, it's like he's not even trying. Well, he's like one of those dudes from L.A. who's ironic. Yeah. He smells like bologna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, so they're like, hey, do you want to go to spring break with us? And he's like, yeah. So since James Franco's character doesn't exist yet for us, I think that's the guy that's with them. Okay. So he, so he goes with them on spring break. I think they, uh, they show up. They're trying to find a, a hotel or motel to stay at. And they can't find one. No vacancy. Right. A little montage of, you know, no vacancy signs everywhere. So they just go straight to the beach. They meet some guys from University of Miami. They get drunk. Kind of like that first scene where everyone's like pouring beer on, e- mm-hmm. on each other. Then there needs to be some sort of kind of moral dilemma. It's possible that... Um, they're like, hey, we're all going to this party. And so they go, but the party's bad news. There's like people fighting. There's like like people with guns possibly. Mm. And, you know, they're living dangerously. They're, they're, they're kind of getting into it. Uh, Selena Gomez gets a text 
from her youth pastor. And he's like, uh, I heard you went to Miami. Uh, stay safe. And she's like, yeah, no, don't worry about me. I will. Right. And she's but like, right yeah. there in the background is, yeah. People, but she, they're like doing cocaine. Right, yeah. And, um, is she, yeah, the, she's so, probably, she's probably the voice of, uh, hesitancy throughout this all, you know, like, I don't yeah. think we should, I don't think we should let this guy come to spring break with us. And then when she gets to the party, she's all, she's worried. And, uh, maybe she's keeping the gun, the, the water gun. She has with, it. She has the water gun. Yeah. She's got the backpack. They, they yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down backpack. to it, Selena Gomez, you know, she's the one who's trying to avoid getting into the, the, uh, the hairy situations, but she's also going to be the one who gets him out of the hairy situations. I know. Right. I yeah. know. That's right. That's, that's her character. Yeah. Okay. So we need something, something exciting to happen. And what, like, what, what do they really want? What do they really want? I think. I think they, they feel deprived in their, in their classroom life. You know, so they want, and you, they're in history class learning about all these historical characters who lived these unbelievably huge lives. And now, now they're having to just sit there learning about it in the class, and they're bored. So they want all, yeah. And they got a taste for it, robbing the convenience store. They got a taste for what a little bit of risk feels like. So I think they, I think they are going to maybe uh, smoke DMT. Uh huh. And then go to a casino. They're going to hit, they're gonna hit okay. a DMT blunt, and collectively, they're all going to start missing school. Right. Yeah. So they, as they kind of wake up from this haze, they're all like, I wish I was learning more right now. So maybe they go, maybe they, they all drive to the library, but the library's closed because it's, you know, four in the morning, five in the morning. I think they. Right. So they break in to learn. They break into the library to learn more. Mm -hmm. And that's when Uh, the cops come because they think they're robbing the library, but they're just check. They're just actually quietly checking out books and reading with their iPhone lights. Yeah, and they're wearing bikinis, and they've got this gun, but the cops come, and they're like, is everything okay in here? And they're like, yeah, we just, uh, we're the, we work here, actually. And they're like, oh, okay, phew. Cops, like, rub their foreheads. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a relief. Right. As, as the cops are leaving, a thought occurs to them, and one of them has visited this library before, and he doesn't remember seeing any of these employees. And then he says, why are they wearing bikinis? And, and the other goes spring break, idiot. Right, and then they just keep going. Yeah, and then they keep going, and then they go. They they actually walk through. So the front door is glass, and it's just broken. So mm-hmm. they, they exit through the. They don't have to open the door. They just walk through the the broken hole right. in the glass. And they're like, okay, good thing everything is good, and I'm glad everything is okay in here. Right, and Selena Gomez she, is once again the voice of hesitancy because she's saying, why do we need all these books? I've already got a book. And there's only one book right. that we need to read. It's the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then, but there's, but they're like, you know what? There's more to life than just religion. There's science, history, right. and chemistry also. Right. So I think they're, 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 they're cramming. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're reading these passages to each other. They're like breaking down molecules. They're, right. you know, they're talking all these so basically, they're they're kind of actually they're turning into so Selena Gomez is, is a bit like um, John, Jesus's most loyal disciple, or whichever yes. one it is. And it turns out Har- Har- uh, Rachel Corinne is 
after being exposed to all the books in the library, is turning into a bit of a doubting Thomas. Yes. Yeah. So they're they're developing a kind of uh, there's a divide going on between the group of four about whether or not religion and faith based intuition is valid, or if it's only materialistic scientific fact that's valid. And on the religious faith based side is Selena Gomez, and then Har- uh, Rachel Corinne is on the the hard science side. But the other two are kind of in between. They're they're kind of they're pushing for some kind of you know some middle ground some middle ground like you you know that you can't you can't eliminate entirely uh experience and you can't yeah you, you, not everything so, is quantifiable and that kind of stuff right so selena is saying the earth is only ten thousand years old and right. then the other and then she's saying well, well then how do um how does carbon dating work because dinosaurs are much older than that right and she's saying it's all an elaborate trick and and Rachel Corinne is saying that it's ac- the only thing that actually happened was the Big Bang, and then everything else after that was just a deterministic cause and effect. And they're fighting all the time. And then the other two girls in between, are, they're saying, this is all with their iPhone lights. They're shining their iPhone lights up at their faces, I believe. Yes. Right. And they're saying like, yeah. well, you know, it could be both. It could There could be some sort of creative impetus, but then there could also be natural laws, laws which govern the... But they're not really being listened to because, it, you know, it's basically Selena Gomez fighting with Rachel Corinne. Yeah, and she keeps going, don't you realize that life is just a big test to yeah. see if you go to heaven or not? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, but that's ridiculous. Right, yeah. Why would God c- create so much pain for us to endure just for that? Why couldn't we just, why does this even need to exist? Why can't we just be born into heaven mm-hmm. and exist there? What is the reason of all of this? Yeah, and then maybe maybe Selena Gomez makes some kind of argument about, you know, the need for like friction, you know, to... Which leads to like, I think some sort of sexy scene. Back to, there's a, she talked about friction. Right. And then, and then they, they wink at each other, right? And they take and, out the notes from before that say mm-hmm. that have the penises the, drawn on, right? Them. Hard cut to they're all involved in an orgy, orgy. And this the guy from Gummo, uh, okay, he like spits. We he's it got out. chewing yeah. tobacco, and he like he spits it into his hand, and then he greases his hair back with that mm-hmm. chewing tobacco loogie, and then he kind of uh, gets. He's a dapper like, Dan man, yeah. Yeah, he like kind of uh, steps into this pile of gyrating women. Right. Yeah, and so he's kind of like a devil figure, or a snake. Yeah. No, he's not a he's not a devil. He's a snake. Maybe he's the Cur- only you know yes. in that story the, the serpent. Snake, the, yeah, exactly the serpent. Oh, thing. he might have a serpent tattoo on his neck, and everyone's mm, like, "Oh, I get it." Right. Yeah, and he's got like an apple symbol. You know how Apple's logo is a bite out of the forbidden fruit? Yep, yep. Right, yep. so he's got an Apple logo on the other side, and, it, and it's got like a power button on it. Or maybe that's right, that's right on his pelvis, right above his junk. He's got a power-up button. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and then the real librarians... Okay, so now it's morning. They wake up, the sun is shining, the real librarians Report come, the crime. And they're like, what are you doing in here? Okay, so they, they grab their shit and like a few books and they run out of there. They they jump in the El Camino. Or they, they speed off. Maybe they text their professor and say, hey, family emergency had to take your El Camino. Really, really sorry about this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so they have all this knowledge. They've got all this information. Their their minds are spinning. They they can't make heads or tails of what is the meaning of life at this point. Mm-hmm. They haven't come to any concrete solution. So I think they go to Denny's. Right. They have some pancakes. Yeah. Is it possible the movie ends right there? I was going to say, is this the where the movie ends? <laughs> no, so there needs to be there needs to be something that leads to act two. Right. So they need to something needs to happen. So oh, come on, brain. <laughs> I did a bunch of C B D oil, so I'm getting a little bit drowsy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not going it's, to lie. It's a. Uh, is it does it leave Florida? I think it leaves. It might leave Florida. You know, they could make their way up to Georgia. Up they to go Savannah, to Georgia, Georgia and they talk. They, they talk to some local pastors, and they get all different kinds of influence from the local pastors. But they're really heading up north to to MIT. So throughout the course of the movie, you know, they're they're actually going on a fact finding mission. Maybe they they're the four, just yep. They're stopping at all right. of these great universities and colleges, trying to learn. Right. But it's you know, and everyone's got different spring break schedules. So some of them are open, some of them are closed. Mm-hmm. They're also stopping at houses of worship, right? All and these the, mega churches, right? There's there's orgies peppered in between all of this. But I guess act act two is really where they meet all of their on their odyssey. They meet all these different educators, all these great minds. You know, and this probably is a little bit based on Homer's Odyssey or the Iliad. So right. there's sirens, you know, that tempt them with... Uh, the, the sirens are men because it's reversed. Yep, they're men, and they're like, oh, come over here, come to this bar and play pool with us. And they're like, no, we can't. But then they do. Right. Then they feel bad about it, and then the gummo guy is still there. He's kind of jealous. Mm-hmm. He, I think, I think that the, 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 the sirens are in Myrtle Beach, and they actually get stuck in Myrtle Beach for, you know... It's a montage sequence, but the sirens keep them there for like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, finally yeah. they come to the, one of them, you know, after waking up, pulls herself away from the pool playing man in Myrtle Beach, and they, they make their way up, up the highway yeah. again. Yeah. Then, then they, they go the, – the, it, it they're going the wrong direction. They're trying to go to MIT, but they go west. They end up at a country bar in Tennessee – and that's where they meet a guy with an eye patch, and he's the Cyclops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to. They have to fight him. The Gummo guy gets killed. Hmm. Um. And they just go leave him, and they take off. Right. And Van, uh, Vanessa Hudgens doesn't feel great about it because later it'll be revealed that she. I think all four of them are carrying his child. Oh, that's right. So that'll be act three. Mm-hmm. It, like the movie ends and it says nine months later and then they all Yeah, and one of them delivering. one of them aborts early and the the next two abort at different stages and one of them insists on that and they uh, they manage to work in the entire abortion abortion debate into the entire like, movie. Yes. They end up at a TED talk. Right. And they say um, so what Gomez we've learned about keeps it. Wouldn't hmm. she be the one that keeps the baby, Selena Gomez? Maybe she has a maybe. She, no, maybe to drive the point home that she 
has a change of heart and she comes to understand Corinne, or, uh, Rachel Corinne's character. They switch positions. That's what it is. They switch positions. Oh. So, so on their journey, Rachel they understand Corinne. each other's point of view. You're right. right. That's right. Oh, I mean, maybe, but also, what if it's like a body I'm not going to lie, Gulas. I've seen the whole movie, so I know this is what happens. <laughs> Which movie? Spring Breakers. I've seen Wait, the, why? I've seen the whole movie. I know this is what happens. They go on their little journey, and they, they end up understanding each other's point of view, and... Oh. You know, one of them is the religious one becomes scientific minded, and the scientific one, you know, opens up her heart a bit. And and well, what if they also figure out? What if it's kind of that like the like trading places situation where you they switch bodies? Mm-hmm. So maybe if they're all praying at the same time, we can see that this like kind of uh, spotlight comes from the sky, like fifth it's element, like, whoosh, whoosh, mm-hmm. and they're and they switch bodies. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like, and now after going one on has 30. aborted the what that movie with uh, never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Well, it's, it's like uh, Tom Hanks is in it. I think right. Big, yeah. Or all those ones. Big, where, yeah. You switch bodies, yeah. Um. But yeah. So, um. Where are we at? Are they, Greta, they made it to I MIT think Greta yet? Gerwig is in it because this is still the Gummo universe. Sure. So she Greta could be Gerwig the she could there. be the final MIT professor that they meet. She's the final MIT professor. They end up on a TED talk mm-hmm. where they're discussing a TED the X pros and talk, co- not a real TED talk, like a TED, you know, one of those ones on the smaller stages. I get okay, fine. Mm. Okay, um, or they, okay, yeah, okay, you're... let's have it go big. They end up on a big <laughs> TED talk. Okay, then they end up on the real platform. So Selena Gomez has a career as a televangelist. Mm-hmm. She wait. Can we first establish how they end the TED talk? I think it ends with something like, "Now I'm not saying we have all the answers, but I think what we can learn from our journey." And then they say something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. And I, and then everybody starts clap slowly, clapping in the mm-hmm. audience until it's just you know tremendous thundering applause. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, uh, fade to black. Uh, two years Fade later, to black, nine months later. Yeah. Oh, nine months. Yeah, you're right. Selena Gomez uh, is delivering a baby, mm-hmm. and she texts all of her friends, and she's like, "I delivered the gummo, the dead gummo guy's baby," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, so glad that I'm not." Right. Yeah. Glad that I did the abortion. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Okay. So, is this, is this so she doesn't get the reaction, the response that she was wanting from her friends. They, they're she was not hoping for more of like a congratulations. That, the road trip, you know, that, that road trip of understanding, that, that is circumstantial. It's only through the, the circumstantial struggles that they were put to, through together that they had this kind of bond. And now that they've been separated, they're just back to their old ways of, of judging each other. And I think they realized that they uh, missed the entire second semester of college. Yeah, and now they still have all the debt. They still have the debt. They're all in debt. They mm. they do not get degrees. Right. And they learned all of these things about themselves, but not uh, anything in their classes towards their major. Mm. So I think they start a business. Mm-hmm. 
maybe making candles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're trying to find new sense. They're trying to make sense of it all. <laughs> okay. They're trying to make and, sense of it all, yeah. Um, but the, the business blows up because they're, they're made with holy water also. Right. The, the wax is mixed with holy wax. They're, uh, they're, actually, they're um, holy bees. These bees have been blessed. Mm. Um, so, the, so they're, they're making a lot of money. They, they, uh, they have these. So, okay, then it says two years later. They all live in four identical mansions connected by these bridges. Have you ever seen buildings in cities connected? Yeah, by, by the, like this the little walkway, walking the floating bridge? walkways, yeah. Yeah, floating walkways. So these four mansions, Selena, they all have big crosses on the, mm-hmm. the roof. So there's four crosses. And, um, you know, I think they're all having – we cut to, okay, they're having dinner all together. There's a big round table. The youth big, pastor you know, is there. What? The youth pastor is there. The youth pastor is there. He is maybe married to Selena Gomez now. Mm-hmm. She has the gummo guy's baby who's now three, mm-hmm. who also has a budding, uh, you know, career he, as an Instagram child pastor. Right. He's like a baby that kind of get is very charismatic. He's a toddler. Mm-hmm. And they he's, coax and him into, they coax him into, into saying like little, like, Parts of sermons, and they post exactly. on Instagram, and, it's and like he's got so like fourteen cute million followers. Like, yeah, yeah, he's got millions of followers. They're sponsored by, you know, uh, uh, Chick Fil A. Right, they're sponsored <laughs> by Chick Fil A, and his his posts they get projected at at Alstein's Megathon Jumbotron, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, so their new source of income is really their baby Instagram following yes mm. so it's the candles it's the the baby the baby sermons and um you know i think they're all they're all holding hands around this giant table praying for supper right and the ba- the baby is leading the prayer and everyone's nodding in approval mm-hmm. and um you know maybe then there's just like a final speech you know just think of it Three right. years ago, we were in college, right? Dr- dreaming about sucking penises on spring break, and now we're and look at look at us now. Yeah, we're going now to we're heaven. Gonna, yeah, and then, uh, like the, the pastor and the uh, what is it called? Affinity, affliction shirt. Affliction. Yeah. Yeah, the pastor in the in the MMA clothes is like, well, don't forget that um, you can't take it with you. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's easier for, what is it? It's easier for uh, uh, something. A camel to, to pass eye- through the eye of a needle <laughs> than it is for a rich man, yeah. To pass through the gates of heaven, yeah. Right. And I think that's where they all laugh at him. Right, yeah. And they, so, and they say, we don't actually believe in any of this shit. Right. And then maybe a couple of years later, the kid manages to get power of attorney and keeps all the money in a trust somehow exactly yeah and they're they're left impoverished that boy was Mm. elon musk (laughs) okay yeah and that explains how he got his start it was it wasn't actually paypal it was it was yeah yeah 
So the timeline isn't exactly perfect because the son of G- the Gummo kid and Selena Gomez, I don't know if it can be Elon Musk, but maybe it's an Elon Musk-like character. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a Bernie Sanders, too. Yeah. And he becomes the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Oh, I you know, it's a really funny meme I saw about Bernie Sanders. So... Um, so it's like the two images side by side, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie. Right. And it's like, um, where do the candidates stand on the issues? And the question is, can cats eat salami? <laughs> and uh, can cats have salami? And Elizabeth Warren says, no, cats should only eat cat food. And then Bernie Sanders says, cats can have a little bit of salami sometimes. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Yeah. So, and then it cuts to the credits. Dubstep music. Right. And then cut back to... Because for some reason, it's still, the music hasn't changed. Yes. Yeah. Despite all this time. And that's, and I think it's him shaking hands with uh, Vladimir Putin, who's been president now for 30 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And of, of the of America of or of of the, uh, the of, Russian okay. Federation. So he hasn't like and he hasn't like jumped both over signing, the pond. Right. Yeah, they're both signing a document. Oh, okay. Co- Elon Musk. You mean sorry. The merge. Well, he's not named Elon Musk. Yep. He is Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah, I guess his name. His name is uh, Elon Muskish. Jesus. I think his name is Jesus. Two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gomez. Jesus again. Jesus again. Jesus right. Gomez. Right, yeah. So he's shaking the, hands the with Putin. And, and they're signing a, the, the merging of the two nations. Right, they're ending the Second Cold War. They're ending the Second Cold War. They're walking on the bones of the dead. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they're signing these with pens made of bones. Right, well, they dig up the road of bones and they rebury them. They, there's a thing where they just keep reburying the bones. Mm-hmm. In different places, there's these, there's like a, you know, people are fighting over where the bones should be buried. They bury right. them here. Then a few years later, they sue to have them exhumed and buried here. Oh, then they're, and then they, they both figure out how to stop war and oppression around the world forever, which is yes. to burn all the books on Earth. Correct. So then uh, and they burn all the books on Earth because that way people won't know what happened. And then, of course, but Selena keeps her Bible, and hidden. that's when Selena, as an old woman, yeah, says, "You know what? I think this is a bad idea." Like at the at the press conference mm-hmm. for it, where they're creating or the she, United States of Russia, America. Well, or she, the, it happens, and and then it cuts to the future, and she, well, she somebody she shows somebody a book, and they say, "What's that?" Well, I was going to say that all the books have been burned. Right, right, yeah. And then Vla- and she goes, um, you know how like in at a wedding, it's like if anyone here just, you oh, know. Oh, sure, yeah, she interrupts it. It's okay. that thing. And no one asks that question at the press conference, but the whole world is tuning in. Half the population is dead. Right. It's the, the creation of the United States of Russia, America. Right. And she goes, actually, I object. Vladimir Putin pulls out a, a gold pistol oh right and he shoots her in the chest the bible stops and he it. goes we'll have none of that uh-huh 
and then she pulls out uh, the Bible. Right. And she goes, actually, the pen is mightier than the sword. The book is mightier than the bullet. Right. And yeah. then I think he shoots her again, but now it's the since the Bible's in her hand, uh, it doesn't stop the bullet. Right. But at least she made a point. And yeah. and then and then people come out with Elon Musk's f- flamethrowers and they immediately burn the book. They burn the book, mm. and it's the the footage is immediately uh, removed Scrubbed, off yeah. of Facebook and YouTube, mm-hmm. and no one ever knows about it except for Julian Assange. But he's got no internet access, so he can't send the footage to anyone. And then the credits roll for the second time, right? Okay. And. Uh, it goes, thank you for watching. <laughs> and See you next uh, time. <laughs> see you next time. And I don't know why people think making a movie is hard. It's pretty easy. You just come up with a, <laughs> it really just, just come up with a plot. <laughs> so let's, um, okay, so if we were going to think of a poster for this movie, um, I think it's the four of them with their sh- Possibly nude, but they're bl- but it's blurred out because the poster needs to be for all audiences. Are they? They're like it's like the five of them spooning with with the gumbo character. Gumbo, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. They're all in profile spooning. Mm-hmm. The gumbo guys in the middle, and the the last one is reading the Bible. Yep, exactly. And then yeah, it's, it, correct. They've all got like. Paraf- drug paraphernalia or beer or something, but then Selena Gomez is reading a Bible. Okay, so she's the she's the final spoon. So she's spooning the Bible. Yeah, that could that makes sense. I was gonna say she's the f- in front. She's the the smallest spoon. That's what so I mean. Yeah, has, yeah. So yeah. her hands can be in front of her reading the outstretched. Right. Yeah, reading exactly. The Bible. Yeah, yeah. And then it says Spring Breakers in um, all, like rainbow font. Mm-hmm. And I think there's actually a button. On the poster, where if you hit it, uh, like a loop, twenty second loop of dubstep music plays. Right. But then, the, and then there's a tagline, and the tagline is, um, um, "Sometimes spring breaks you." Okay. Okay. Yeah. They thought they were going on a holiday, but. The truth they sought, the party they sought was actually knowledge. Yes. Yeah. There's a party of understanding going on. When in doubt, don't shout. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I think one of them, I'm going to get someone on Fiverr to create this poster. No, for real. Every uh, to promote these episodes, I'm going to get someone. That's to... That's a good idea. Yeah, I... it doesn't have to be good because it'll only be five dollars. Right. But... Yeah. That's cool. Wait, do you have a tattoo? No. Oh no, that's just like a string on your shirt. Oh. Your left. Oh arm. yeah, yeah. I know this is a podcast, but I'm looking at him. Right. Yeah. We're we're FaceTiming. Yeah. Um. No, I don't got. I don't got no tattoo. Oh, cool! What so other movies that was have you done? So fun! How long is that? The shortest episode yet. Huh. Only fifty-six I mean, I minutes. I think we're the quickest writers. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good. What other movies have you done? 
What? What? What other? Oh, movie? for this show, yeah. um, we've done um, uh, as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson. Okay. We've done Ex Machina. Oh yeah. We've done. Hmm, I'm forgetting. Oh, we did Purple Rain. Oh yeah. yeah. And we did. Did one more. I'm forgetting. Whatever, I'll send it to you. So that was cool. Do you have any closing statements, closing ideas that you want the world to to know? If you, I just think that know. cinema is very impactful, and if more movies like our version of Spring Breakers were made, maybe there wouldn't be so many problems in there on the earth. You're right. Yeah. So let me quickly open up the Wikipedia of this movie. Oh, we oh oh. So we do a fact checking mission. We do our own. Yeah. And I'll quit. I'll just read the plot quickly. Okay. Spring Breakers is a 2012 American crime film written and directed by Harmony Corinne, starring James Franco, Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez, Ashley Benson, and Rachel Corinne. Okay, blah, blah, blah. They meet the, they meet the drug dealer Franco. Yeah, so, okay. So, blah, blah, blah. They uh, want to go on spring break, but they don't have money. Desperate to make the drip. After getting high on cocaine, they don ski masks and rob a local restaurant using hammers, realistic-looking squirt guns. Mm-hmm. Um, they steal a car from their professor. They end up in St. Petersburg, Florida. They attend wild beach parties fueled by alcohol, drugs, and sex. After a particularly wild party, all four are arrested for using narcotics. They spend the night in a holding cell and are bailed out by Alien, a a local rapper, drug hustler, and arms dealer. Alien charms the girls with his wealth and bad boy swagger. I think we have a bad boy swagger that attracts people to us. Yeah. Um, But Faith feels uneasy. Sorry, what were you saying? It's in the way you walk, you know? You have to walk in a very inefficient, unnatural way, and then people know that you mean If you suck on your front tooth, like... People know that you mean business. Yeah. Okay, so, well, she wants to leave, and she makes the trip home alone. Okay, he takes the remaining girls to a a strip club. He stops to sell drugs. He takes the girls to his man. He has a mansion, okay. He flaunts his money, his cache cache of weapons, describing it as the American dream. Britain candy grabbed two of his guns and threatened to kill him. Jesus. Turned on, Alien fillets the gun and declares that he has fallen in love with the girls, claiming that they are his soulmates. Alien arms the girls with pink ski masks and shotguns, taking them to his pool where he plays the piano while he, he and the girls sing Britney Spears every time. I don't know which song that is. Later performing several armed robberies. While in Alien's car, they are approached by Big Arch, another member of his gang who threatened them and execute a drive-by shooting, wounding one of the girls... Alien promises to retaliate, but a traumatized one of the girls uh, comes to her senses and chooses to leave following Faith's footsteps, returning home. The other two girls have three-way sex with Alien in his pool. They decide to have revenge on the guy who did the drive-by. They travel by motorboat to his mansion. They dock at the pier. Alien is shot and killed by a guard. 
The two girls carry on killing Big Arch's gang before finally confronting and killing Big Arch. During the assault and its aftermath, the camera pans over the dead bodies of the gang while the girls speak in a voiceover, describing the beach's beauty and musings they have discovered who they truly are. They are silent and pensive, wearing ambiguous expressions, and they drive home in Big Arch's Lamborghini. A final flashback shows the two girls kissing Alien's dead body before departing. Uh, I actually like the real movie more than ours, I think. <laughs> so the two girls, one, two of them leave and go back home. Uh, I mean, so Selena is the first one to leave, right? Yeah. And then the other two just, they just go full on murderers. Go full and on murder, sex, suicide. Yeah. Uh, it says Robbery. that there's the flash forward. The two girls call home, promising to work harder and become better people. So, okay, so he's like, you know, he, he's keeping it ambiguous what really ends up happening with them, and whether or not they hmm. seek redemption or something later. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing this movie. Yeah, I I liked it actually. I liked what I started. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful cinematography. Yeah. Um, well, Danny, um, in this, the state of the world is uh, uncertain. If anybody out there is listening, do you want to give them any words of advice, um, words of wisdom, things that may help them in this troubling time? I, oh, my favorite. I just got alcohol is... delivered to my door. Oh, nice. Keep going. Yeah. My favorite, ad- yeah. Apparently, that's that's exploding because people, nobody's going to bars. Um, my favorite advice is to not take advice from anyone because mm. it's a, it's a contradiction, and you know, basically, you're still stuck where you are. You got to figure it out on your own, and I can't help you. That's my advice. I would say, check in on your older neighbors. Okay, okay. You, why do you have to fuck one up me by going? <laughs> all of a sudden, get, all of a sudden, get serious. <laughs> so, oh, so where can people check out your music? Um, they can find it on Instagram slash or Instagram at Congos Music, and just K O N G O S anywhere that the internet exists, and you'll find us. Spotify. Then, yeah, everything like that. YouTube. Yeah. And um, also, there's another project we got going, which is uh, Chevy Mustang. So you can find that at the Chevy Mustang on Instagram. And he he's a he's this guy who was born in Fresno, California, uh, but he's got a slightly ambiguous European accent. That's fun. So you had an album, 1929, that came out when two years ago. Um. No, it's only it's that 1929 part 1 came out last January and 1929 part 2 came out last October. Nice. Yeah. So those are the two last albums, yes. correct? Yeah. Cool. So everybody check those out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, there there's some cool merch available on their website. Oh yeah, if you're feeling Congress. especially com. yeah, yeah, obviously go go buy merch if you are not uh, saving money for the lines at the grocery stores. Um, Very cool. Well, Danny, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I thought we would recall more funny stories from being on tour, but that's okay. I couldn't think of any. Well, I mean... They were all probably R-rated. 
Well, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. The <laughs> so, well, a lot of them aren't R-rated. I mean, uh, playing video I'm just games. i to sound cool and yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing video games in the fucking... <laughs> that was, the whole European tour was just playing the racing game. Uh, Gran Turismo 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you oh, spent spend the whole time Swedish, upgrading the car. Uh, bus driver. What's that? We had that Swedish bus driver. Oh, Bjorn. Bjorn. Yeah, the roller. He rollerbladed. You ever think, like, you can't make up? You couldn't invent the people we met. You just can't, and that's why I love people because. Yeah, it's just reality is always outdoes your imagination. Like, have you seen Tiger King? Oh shit! I've been watching. I just started it last night, and I yeah. watched the first three episodes in it, a row. It just blows my mind that you can never outdo reality. You can never parody life. You can never like you know. It's always more extreme than your than your imagination. That's like if you true. were to tell me that our Swedish bus driver was named Bjorn, and he would rollerblade on off days, and he had a mini DJ set that he carried with him everywhere, and when we went on a seventeen-hour ferry. He didn't take a toothbrush or anything else or any other kind of stuff, but he brought his mini DJ set so that he could DJ in his room. And then he, he went down to the club on the 17-hour ferry and finagled his way into the DJ booth and kicked the DJ out of that booth. And he stayed up for 18 hours straight before he had to drive us. You couldn't fucking make that shit up. I know. It was wild. Yeah. Um, and I... Uh had alcohol in a water I had vodka in a water bottle oh, yeah. and my and camera case and a bag of dried anchovies <laughs> and we just uh I just kept drinking and eating the anchovies <laughs> those um, are the worst smelling anchovies I've ever smelled in my life <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh and then Bjorn let me drive the bus one time Jesus oh yeah and you didn't tell us yeah well he, I told Mo and he said don't absolutely do not tell them that he let you drive the bus. Um, you would have loved um, our, our, the next bus driver we had in Europe. He was a German yeah. guy, I shit you not, named Holger Diesel. <laughs> and he listened to, he listened, much like Bjorn listened to techno up in the front, Holger listened to Rammstein. At, nice. He blasted Rammstein in, his, in the front, and he had a really long ponytail. And... Uh, he like sideswiped a bunch of cars in Belgium. Uh, <laughs> he just fucking he took a corner too sharp and he just he took off all the mirrors on these car on all these cars. And he was a. Did you report? Do you did you report it to the bus company? Yeah, yeah, we did. I don't know what he did. Like, oh, but he stayed on. Uh, well, that was literally the last uh, gig. So I mean, he cool. We went to. We went to uh, the airport after that. Yeah. Oh, oh but that's also when we met you. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and then you, yeah, and then you told me about it. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, met you in the exactly. airport. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. On the way to Russia. Um. Oh yeah, in Russia. Okay. So everybody, you can check out Bus Call on Amazon Prime. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh yeah, that's a docu series. It's an eight part docu series about time on the road. Nick shot a bunch of it. Um. And it's we about went on tour a safari. Life. Yeah. To South Africa. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it covers the, the docuseries, takes us everywhere from the States to South America to Europe to Africa to Eastern Europe. And it covers Mexico. basically... Mexico. Yeah, Mexico, tour life. 
uh, what it's what it's like to be a band, and also you know focuses on the crew a lot and what crew life is like. Do you guys ever regret not uh, taking that Pizza Hut deal? Um, no, not really, to be honest, because it was we got other sinks. Like he, Nick, started, we got an offer for a lot of like the most money we've ever been offered for to use our song in a commercial, and we felt like it was just. It had already been used a bunch, and it was just too much, and it was the commercial was so shit. And but the the funny thing is that they still did the commercial with a song that sounds almost it was like the Muzak version of your song. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean that's pretty common. Like if you know people will that's to make there was something really weird about that. I, we have a feeling that the the people making the ad, the ad agency, basically promised that they could get the song and then when we said no they had to satisfy you know i don't know i don't know but yeah i'm glad you didn't support childhood obesity <laughs> Is that, yeah that was that was our moral stand on it yeah uh, the commercial was just not appealing and it was i don't know man it's like even though that song got used for so many commercials and stuff like that it did actually come from it wasn't like it was actually made by some major label. Like Johnny wrote it in his little bedroom because he was frustrated, and it came from an actual place, you know. And it was we were all excited about the music, and then and then you see it paired with the wrong commercial, and you're just like, "Fuck that!" And it was really satisfying yeah. to tell the the business people on our team, "No," you know. There's there's something yeah. so satisfying about saying no to certain people. That's cool. I see a surfboard behind you, or it's an ironing. No, board. it is a sur- it's a surfboard. It's not mine. It's a, oh. just a it's a wave storm. It's a, a foam board. Dylan's obsessed with surfing, though. He's got like six boards. Right? Oh, cool! But the surfing's banned. You can't you can't go on the beaches. You can't go to the beach anymore. No. Oh shit! They, I mean, initially they closed parking, but now they've closed um, everything. You, you can't go in the water. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy, dude. Well, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so many fun things that happened on the the tour. I got in like secret fights with people, and I. Uh, you made me fear. Guy... You made me fear for my life. <laughs> you? Huh? What? I, you mean the night on the ferry? Oh my god! Yeah, that's a funny story. That, yeah. yeah. And should we? No. Yeah. Let's Basically, look at... I, th- I like kind of got in a fight not a fight it's like a verbal disagreement with a guy and then later on hours later his friends were planning on throwing me and danny into the baltic Caspian, sea into the baltic sea yeah. and it was probably negative it's probably 10 degrees outside and the water was probably you know we would have died within five minutes within yeah. 10 minutes we would have frozen to death yeah and luckily, we befriended two Latvian or Lithuanian no, or Estonian were Estonian MMA box- fighters. They were Sto- yeah, Estonian boxers and MMA. They're two brothers. And the, the younger one, he was like 22 or 23. He had a fight coming up in a couple of days, and they were both plastered drunk. And I said, are, are you drinking right before your fight? And he goes, it's fine. I'll just go to the sauna and sweat it out. And he, yeah. sa- he said to me, literally, I live for fight. I live for fight. <laughs> and he, he was on the – he was on the – he was just – he wanted to fight somebody, but there was nobody on the boat because they went on the boat to go party, which is what people going between, 
it can it can actually turn into a party boat. It's like a massive ferry, and yeah, that's it's still what that memory is ingrained of basically following you around, worried that you were going to be killed the whole night. But I but in hindsight, I was protecting you. Not this time, Gulas. <laughs> <laughs> but the MMA fighters basically told us. the guy to not throw us into the water. Yeah, well, they they said, "Oh, he's a he's just a criminal. Don't worry about him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, though, because the criminal's the only <laughs> one you gotta worry about. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then it, yeah. Um. And I kind of got in a tussle with these guys in Johannesburg on that like mountaintop concert. I like went out into the crowd to get some shots and a guy kept like uh, kind of like pinching me and like pushing me to get my attention to, to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and I tried to push him in the chest, but I ended up like striking him in the throat. <laughs> and, he sl- and he slipped backwards and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to get in trouble. So I ran away. And then I told, um, who's the one that, who's the other photographer that was with us? Marlo. Marlo. And I told him, I was like, don't tell anyone. He's like, no, I am. I'm telling them. I was like, what? Don't, you don't. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, why would I care about that? <laughs> <I, laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, was, it wasn't just that. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun. Uh, loved playing pool. We ate so much great food. Hungry had amazing food. We Hungry. went to that cool, I don't remember like that, uh, spa in the Czech Republic. Oh yeah, yeah. What what was in Hungary? We were just in just oh, like in Budapest. downtown Budapest, oh, in Budapest. Yeah, and there's that, that yeah, yeah. open air kind of market. Yeah, I yeah. bought all these like smoked meats and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I found interesting about that place is that they're part of the eurozone, but they're not on the euro. So. Huh. I feel like, and it felt like so alive there. You know what I mean? Like it felt everything was so vibrant and people were moving around and interacting a lot. And, yeah, and, I would love to go back to yeah. Hungary. Um, well, cool. Um, Danny, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank what you, Nick. What a spectacular thanks. highlight of my day. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. This is fun. I think it's a good idea. Um, I will... Well, I'll talk to you off the podcast. Well, there you have it. That was a great episode with Danny Congos or Congus from the band Congos. Check them out on Spotify. They've got a new album, 1929, Part 2. Part 1 exists, but uh, check out both. Maybe start with one, then go to two, or do two, then one, kind of like Star Wars, I guess. But uh, everyone, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate the support. And as I say sometimes, onward and upward. And if I just said that in the end of the episode, that's because I'm recording this outro a week later and I don't remember what I said. So 
Once again, thank you for your patronage and Godspeed. Thank you.